Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Good morning, everybody. I'm Steve, and I'd like to welcome you all to today's Coach House Beacon. It's that time of year when accountants can start to relax a bit. From the start of April to the end of May, they are busy poring over the figures that relate to the previous financial year. Taxes have to be paid and reports must be prepared. Investors and shareholders want to know how their company is doing. Are we making more money than last year? Now, whilst this might seem boring to most people, it is a very necessary and important activity. Most of this information is required by law and must be published in the approved way. It's also about this time of year that zoos like Chester or London will be counting all their animals and making lists and inventories. It's important for the zoo to know how well they're doing in terms of breeding rare species and the general well-being of the animals in their care. Taking stock is also something we do ourselves, whether that's just checking our bank account balance or maybe just looking in the cupboard before you go shopping to see if you need any more beans. If you have children, you will be constantly checking on what they're doing and you will receive regular reports from the school. But what about our faith? How often do we check our faith to see how we are doing? This is what Paul wrote in his second letter to the Corinthian church. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. So, what Paul is suggesting here is that we examine ourselves. I remember having exams at school. Lots of questions that didn't seem to bear any relationship to the lessons that I'd been to. Of course, in this case, I had no idea what the questions were going to be. But if I test myself, then I would need to make up the questions. So I should know the answers. This means that any test of myself is more like the audit process undertaken by the accountants. So before we consider what this might look like in practice, let us consider what it means to have a genuine faith. This is what Jesus said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbour as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So we could ask ourselves, do I love the Lord with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind? Or is there a part of my mind or heart or soul that is concentrating on something else? I could also ask myself, how much do I love my neighbours? In Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church, he wrote a well-known passage about love. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. 
Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So this passage gives us a few pointers to things in our lives that we could test or examine to see if our faith is genuine. Another example for us comes from the letter of James. In it he writes, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God, the Father, means caring for orphans and widows in their distress, and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Now I would read you some more of the letter from James, if we had time, as it contains plenty more to say on this subject. Perhaps when we see how to put this into practice, you could read James for yourself and meditate on its content. The last two topics that I'll mention are prayer and fellowship. How much do I pray? Who do I pray for? How often do I share with other believers? So, that's a few pointers. How do we put this all into practice? Well, first and foremost, I cannot tell you what questions to ask yourself. You will need to decide what it is that you need to test yourself on, as this will be different for everybody. There is one thing that I can tell you, though, and that is that the answer to most of the questions will be not enough. It would be easy at this point to lose heart, but that would be missing the point. We all fail before God. Even the Apostle Paul said, I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. He found that serving God is difficult and that we get sidetracked into other stuff, avoiding the good things that we know we need to do, but somehow don't. So the good news is this. Jesus died for our sins, and this includes our waywardness and foolishness. He sees our heart when we turn to him, and not our failings. But this doesn't mean that we can just do what we like. We must work to sustain our faith. James wrote in his letter, So you see, faith by itself isn't enough, unless it produces good deeds it is dead and useless. So, how does my personal audit work? Well, first of all, it involves quite a bit of commitment. It might be something that you need to do for many years. This year's accounts are only relevant when viewed against last year's accounts. And so it is with us. We ought to know if we are more profitable for God this year than we were last year. Are we moving forwards or backwards? Of course, you could try to create last year's accounts just by remembering what you were like, but it works best if you keep accurate notes over several years. Now, to do this, you will want to measure yourselves. Some things are easier to measure than others. For example, if you want to think about prayer, you could keep a note of how much time you spend in prayer, or how many times you went to the prayer meeting at church. Over time, this will build up a picture of how you are doing. Maybe it isn't the time spent that's important. 
It might be about how close this brings you to the Lord. This is harder to measure, but you could give yourself a score out of 10. Keep a note of it and then do the same next year. And then you'll be able to see the change. Remember, it's not the absolute figure that matters. It's how much it's changing and whether it's going in the right direction. You could also measure fellowship in absolute terms, but for things like patience or not giving up, you might need to use a score out of 10. Look at the things that we talked about earlier and see if there are any categories that you could add. Now all of this of course is personal to you. It doesn't need to be shared with anyone, so you can be very honest about it. Keep your notes safe so that you have an accurate account of your faith and return to them at regular intervals. Ask God to show you the things that you ought to consider. He knows better than we do what our failings are. I hope all of this is useful to you. I hope you can find a way of using this process and I hope it also blesses you and brings you closer to the Lord. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.